lips A simple recipe But it would mean so much to me Turn on the gas and make me feel fine And all I wanna say is Just give me some hot pizza of Financial Pizza. It's the only podcast that features clips and more from some of the best financial radio shows featuring some of the best financial advisors around the country. Hey, don't forget to subscribe, rate, and review the podcast. You can even share it with your friends. We really appreciate that. And if you'd like to reach any of the advisors featured here, you can call them 800-662-6808. Text PIZZA to 21000. Email me, Steve, at financialpizza.com. All right, so the week that was, well, it was just that. It was. Was the market up? That depends on the day. What was the market down? Depends on the day. What does that mean? Who knows? The presidential election's about 45 days away, give or take. So then what happens? Who knows? What I'm getting at is there are clearly more questions than answers. In the meantime, most of us just trying to live our lives, put in a good day's work, and enjoy the weekend. The advisors this week had some great insight, though, to what matters in retirement. Coach Pete DeRuta gives a lesson in the Dow. Brian Quaranta gets back to basics in retirement planning. Richard Pelletier outlines the importance of tactical management. Joe Hamill outlines three worlds of investing. Kevin Frisbee tackles taxes in retirement. And Parker Holland has a great case study. So let's get this pizza cooking, so to speak. First up is America's Wealth Coach and best-selling author, Coach Pete DeRuta. The show, Financial Safari, and Coach is joined by producer Thomas Lipscomb and wealth strategist Marty Hensley with Capital Financial. And in this clip, Coach Pete gives us a lesson in the Dow. I want to make sure everyone understands how the Dow works. So okay. Because we talk about the Dow and everyone just nods and they act like they know, you know, they want you to... You know how it is. If you don't know something, Thomas, you just nod and hope, hope nobody asks you a question. Of yeah, course. Yeah. Of course. Of course. I agree with you. <laughs> Guil- guilty as charged yeah, over here. Yeah, yeah. We've, all, we've all done that. Come on. But the Dow includes 30 large companies and is meant to reflect the state of the U.S. economy, the stock market in general. Okay, It's a weighted index, meaning that the higher a company's share price is, the greater its influence is on the index. Mm, okay. Now, this differs from the other index you've heard of, the S&P 500 which weighs companies by their total market cap rather than their share price. Big, big difference right there. But, all right, so Apple, at $500 a share, had a big, big piece of the, of the, of the increase in the Dow. Sure, right? yeah. Because yeah. it's weighted on share price. And so the three companies were purged, though, okay? And the reason why is because Apple's stock split, four to one, uh, left its stock at a quarter of the price it used to be. So now its influence... In the, in the Dow has been reduced tremendously, right? Okay. And so it also, the influence of the information technology sector as a whole goes down because Apple isn't as valuable anymore mm. because you're looking at the stock price. Mm-hmm. So the purveyors of the Dow set to rearrange the slate of companies, bringing in different companies to diversify the index by adding new types of businesses that better reflect the American economy. And translation, less oil, more tech. Wow. <laughs> All right. Okay. So yeah. here's what they did. Who is in? Like they kicked out three companies. Right. Yeah. And they put three in. So here's who went in. Okay. Salesforce. You ever heard of Salesforce.com, really? right? Sure. Yeah. yeah. Huh. The biotech company, Amgen. Amgen. Okay. And the manufacturing heavyweight, Honeywell. 
Those ah, are three. Ah, sure. Now, yes. Okay. Again, never invest in companies because you hear about them on the radio. And it might be too late, but you know, if if you would have known ahead of time, and no one ever knows ahead of time what's happening, do they, Thomas? <laughs> Certainly not. Certainly not. Not even Jim Cramer, supposedly. except for those two guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> so if you had known ahead of time, you would have bought those three companies and dumped the three that they kicked out. Now, who were the three they kicked out? Number one, Exxon Mobil. We've mm-hmm. talked about that. Yep. Pharma giant Pfizer. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. Now, what's Pfizer famous for, by the way? Little blue pill. <laughs> <laughs> A lot of generics out there, aren't there? Uh-huh. There are. And defense company Raytheon. Really? Mm. Wow. Yep. Okay. Mm. So, now we basically are looking at a different Dow. And so, it'll be interesting to see in the upcoming months what really happens. Absolutely. But I'll tell you one thing. ExxonMobil wasn't doing anything for it anyway. <laughs> it's besides make Coach be bad. And... Uh, the shakeup in the Dow, though, isn't about troubles of the energy industry broadly. It's just about the turmoil at ExxonMobil specifically. And oh, okay. so when the market bottomed out March 23rd, Exxon was trading at the weakest level in nearly 18 years. Imagine that. So it was wow. down 18 years. And Coach Pete did not like that because mm-hmm. his, he's been putting in money every single month in his dividend reinvestment plan. And he watched it go down. <laughs> and so, But the good thing is I'm still putting money in, so I'm getting more shares for less dollars. But my, my worry is, will Exxon ever recover? Sure. And so although Exxon has rebounded with the broader market, as we've all seen that V-shaped recovery, it remains down more than 40% this year. Mm. Imagine that portfolio. Imagine mm. that conversation if you put all your money in Exxon because someone told you to. <laughs> Why does that ever happen? <laughs> I will abstain from that answer. <laughs> okay, well, Coach Pete's uh, he's just an uh, all oil company's been doing bad. Well, uh, Chevron is only down 28%. Okay. okay. And so that reflects more confidence in Chevron's ability to make money in this turbulent period than the safety. Uh, and, and also, they have a good dividend, the uh, mm-hmm. Chevron does. And ExxonMobil's dividend has not been good. Mm, so, yeah, yeah. anyway, just a little thing. Be careful. Make friends who know what's happening ahead of time. Just joking. <laughs> <laughs> nice. But just know what's going on in the money world. Education really is what it's all about. Coach Pete and the team at Capital Financial do that very well. Financial Safari, of course, heard uh, on radio stations around the country each and every week. It does originate, however, on 1061 FM Talk in Raleigh, North Carolina. If you'd like to reach Coach Pete and the team, give them a call, 800-662-6808, or you can text PIZZA to 21000. Visit PeteOnDemand.com for lots more information, and you can visit CapitalFinancialUSA.com to learn more about how they can help you. So before we move on, Coach was talking about the Apple stock split. Well, Apple made news this week with a highly anticipated announcement. The curtain has come up on the anticipated Apple event, and they wasted no time in getting to the big news. Apple COO Jeff Williams introducing the Apple Watch 6. This is the new Apple Watch Series 6, the perfect combination of powerful features and beautiful design. With Apple Watch Series 6, you can measure your blood oxygen right from your wrist. And after selling 500 million units, the iPad is getting an update. iPad Air was designed to deliver pro features at a very affordable price. And today, we are thrilled to introduce an all-new, completely redesigned iPad Air. The new devices are on sale this weekend. The iPad Air by the end of the month. Pizza! On we go. Let's get another slice going. And for that, we head to Pittsburgh, Pennsylvania. That's where we find Brian Quaranta and his show, Retirement U Radio. In this clip, Brian is back to basics in the world of retirement planning. He talks about income, cash flow, and managing our expenses. 
So one, we've got to figure out the sources of income you have coming in. Like I said, most people today, 85% of people are not retirement pensions. So we got to figure out what sources of income you have coming in and figure out how much money that's going to be. Next, we've got to assess the expenses in retirement. You know, how much you spend during retirement uh, matters and the presence or absence of regular monthly payments like a mortgage or car loan will affect of how much money you'll need each month. But what we want to do is we want to look at what are our total expenses? So a good cash flow worksheet should look like this. It should have all your sources of income in there, that it should total it up so you can see your gross uh, annual or monthly income. And then we want to look at what the taxation would be on that money. And then we want to look at what our net amount will be on a monthly basis. Then we want to subtract the expenses from it. And then we want to see what the net amount is that's left over. Okay. Now, if you're retiring early, keep in mind, there's expenses that we need to take into account for like health insurance, because you're not going to be able to get on Medicare until you're age 65. So if I have someone retiring at the age of 62, I know that we're going to need to build in probably about a thousand dollars a month. If I'm dealing with a married couple, about a thousand dollars a month for health insurance. And we've got to add that to the expenses. But your expense column is a schedule, right? So it might start off high because we've got to account for this uh, 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 health insurance cost. But by the time you turn 65, that will drop off because you'll have Medicare that, that picks up. You might pay off a mortgage. You might pay off a car. So over time, the expenses are going to change. And we want to look at what point in time those expenses are going to change because at the same time the expenses are changing, we can adjust the cash flow on the portfolio to help continue to maintain principal and continue to get that account moving forward and growing so that we can keep pace with inflation. So the expenses is a very, very critical piece to the puzzle. Here's how you really figure out your expenses, what you're really spending. You know, I don't like budget worksheets because it'll say, well, how much do you spend on groceries? How much do you spend on this? Yeah. It, it's inaccurate. If you put everything on one card or you take everything out of one checking account, just add up the withdrawals, right? All the transactions for each month. So you're going to add all 12 months up and you're going to divide by 12. And that's going to give you a real picture of what your average expenses are. And it's going to pick up the little stuff like the birthday party that you went to and had to buy that that present that you don't do very often. Or, you know, you got invited to a wedding and you had to buy a present or, you know, you, you got a call from a, an old friend of yours and you went and met him for for, for breakfast and you bought breakfast and it'll pick up all of that stuff and it'll give you a real accurate picture. But getting those expenses dialed in is just as important as knowing what the total gross annual income is and then what the net income is going to be. And the thing is, is that we don't want to restrict you from being able to live the lifestyle that you want to live. So this isn't the time to say, Hey, I'm only going to be able to, you know, you know, take $5,000. So what we want to do is we want to be very methodical. We want to be very black and white and we want to look at the math so that we can get your income as high as we can, as quickly as we can, as safely as we can. That sure sounds good to me. Sometimes it's good to be reminded of the basics just to help keep us focused on the prize, a successful retirement. And you can hear Brian's show Saturday mornings at 8 o'clock on 94.5 3WS in Pittsburgh. You can also catch the show on his website, securemoneyadvisors.com. That's securemoneyadvisors.com. You can find him on Apple Podcasts or wherever you download your podcasts. And if you'd like to reach Brian and his team, call them here, 800-662-6808, or text PIZZA to 21000. Pizza! Well, no one knows what the presidential election will bring, but 
one thing most everyone agrees on is that taxes will probably be going up, not down in the future. Kevin Frisbee digs into taxes and retirement and some things you can do to protect yourself from not paying too much in taxes. That's a misnomer for sure. So if you look at the tax charts, and again, we talk taxes all the time because it's so critically important. We want to make sure we're we're keeping in our clients' portfolios and in their pockets what they had worked hard for as much as we can. Legally, of course, but let's look at some strategies. So the assumption that people make is that their income tax rate is going to be less when they retire. Well, I can tell you right now, at the tax act that passed, that expires in 2025, but that passed in uh, 2017, made the the margin the marginal tax bracket so large that to be a married couple in in the state of Maine, let's say, or federally uh, for the tax charge, you have to make above above $115,000 as a married couple for, for household income before the standard deduction. And that's the top of the 12% bracket. Well, that's a pretty big margin, particularly yeah. for if you're a retiree. So I don't know very many retirees that are above $115,000 household income. There's There's plenty of them that we have for clients, but most people are in that range of Twenty to one hundred fifteen thousand, and that's the, the that's the twelve uh, percent federal bracket. So if you're if you're working right now and putting into four hundred one k accounts or retirement accounts uh, that your employer sponsors, or if you're doing IRA contributions above and beyond that, if you're only getting a twelve percent tax break on your uh, on your income as doing the contributions, does that make sense anymore? Maybe it makes sense to do and put and do that contribution into a Roth account because if you're only going to get a twelve percent break right now and you're only going to and you're still going to be at a twelve percent break coming out or, or rate coming out, well that's a wash and there's no there's no benefit to you tax wise to prolong paying those taxes. And you're making the assumption that tax rates are going to stay at 12% in the future, which I think that's a pretty poor assumption because I think rates are going to go higher. And I, I ask everybody that comes in, do you think rates are going to be higher in the future or lower and or, or, or the same? And everybody thinks that rates are going to be higher. And I think that's going to be the case because how are we going to pay for the printing of the money that we've been doing all these past several months and several years? It's going to come from increased taxes in the future. Sure. And those taxes come from folks like you and me who you know work hard and save a lot and- <laughs> That's the money they're coming after. You, me, and 50% of the American people, Steve. Right. So here's the deal. 50, five, zero percent of the American people have zero saved in their retirement accounts. And 50% have been diligent enough to set some money aside and, and hopefully a, a, enough to survive your retirement. So what does that mean? That means that 50% of the American people are going to carry the weight of the other 50%. And by carrying the weight, I mean in, in terms of taxes. So when a politician gets in office, and I don't care which side you're playing on, it doesn't matter because they're going to look at that and say, we have no choice. We can't raise taxes on the money on the people that don't have any money because there's nothing to tax. They're going to have to raise taxes on the people that have the money by way of increasing taxes on their income and their retirement accounts. Hence, you have a tax problem. And the only way to get around a tax problem is look today to do the best planning you can and reduce and adjust if you need to what you're putting into contributions. If you're if you're not going to get a tax break based on the 12% uh, scenario I just laid out, we need to look at other ways to put money away for retirement. And it could be the Roth. That might be the way to do the Roth IRA, it's a great tool if you use it right, and Kevin and his team can help you accomplish just that. You can hear Kevin's show, Financial Safari, weekends on multiple radio stations throughout the state of Maine, as well as every Thursday afternoon at 3.50 on the Howie Carr radio program that's heard up and down the East Coast. Kevin offers his insight to the market for the week, among other things. And to reach Kevin, call him, 800-662-6808, or text PIZZA to 21000. 
To learn more about Kevin and the team at Frisbee and Associates, visit Frisbee Benefits. That's F-R-I-S-B-I-E-Benefits.com. Pizza! Next is retirement coach Joe Hamill and his show, The Financial Playbook. In this clip, Coach Joe talks about the three worlds of investing and then outlines why he feels it's important to work with an advisor that can operate in all three worlds. When it comes to investing our money, I want to explain that there's three worlds or three places that we can work with. There's the insurance world, there's the Wall Street world, and there's the banking world. And realize that when you work with someone that's only licensed, say, in the insurance world, well, all that they can offer you are the things that they're licensed to offer in their world. You know, the life insurance uh, policies, annuities, long-term care insurance, you know, because that's, that's all they're licensed to offer. And they may even make it sound like whatever it is that they're pitching you or selling you is, you know, the perfect solution. Please understand that if you work with someone in the Wall Street world, you know, understand that they're going to offer and promote the investments in their world. Things like stocks, bonds, exchange-traded funds, mutual funds. And they may even make it sound like these investments in their world are going to be the perfect solution. And guess what? If you work with someone in the banking world, they're going to offer you things like savings accounts and checking accounts and money markets and CDs. Well, the problem is, as we all know, especially if you've been listening for a while, there is no perfect investment or investment product out there. You know, they all, they all have their good points and their bad points, but they, they all exist in these three worlds. Well, the problem is if you work with someone in each of these worlds, let's say, you know, you've got an insurance advisor, you got a, a broker for the Wall Street world and you got your banker. Well, these, these agents, these advisors, these bankers, what I found is usually they don't, they don't communicate too well with each other. And then you, you don't have a well-rounded plan or a well-thought-out plan. It's kind of a hodgepodge and it can make for a very inefficient portfolio. And you don't want that. You know, that's where coaches blow on a whistle. That you don't want an inefficient portfolio. So what's the solution? Well, in my opinion, you want to work with a planner that's an independent fiduciary. Someone that's that's independent and not beholden to a brokerage firm or a bank or a specific insurance company. A, a true fiduciary has a legal obligation to act in the client's best interest. And they have access to all three worlds of money. You know, the Wall Street world, the insurance companies or the insurance world and the banks. And by having that singular fiduciary planner coordinate everything for you, it can lead to a more well-rounded plan and a much, much more efficient portfolio, uh, one that, that maximizes the good points of each investment, yet minimizes the downside of each investment. And that, listeners, that's what you're looking for. I know that's what I look for in an advisor. Coach Joe is in Parma Heights, Ohio, and his show, The Financial Playbook, airs on several stations in the Cleveland area, both Saturdays and Sundays. You can visit HamillAdvisory.com for a complete list of times and stations. You can also find the show on his website, as well as on Apple Podcasts or wherever you download your favorite podcasts. You can reach him here by calling 800-662-6808 or just text PIZZA to 21000. PIZZA! Now let's head to West Salem, Massachusetts, and Richard Pelletier. Here, Richard talks about the in-service 401k rollover, what it is and how it works. He touches on the election, and he touts the advantage of tactical management of your retirement funds. We, we had a major insurance company just up the street from our main office in West Springfield, just sold their entire retirement business, and now the employees are being told at any age that they can take their money out of the account and roll it in by way of an in-service uh, rollover 
uh, to their own individual retirement account. That is a huge deal, Richard. Well, it is because you have to understand what an in-service is. That means the next week, the paycheck and the contribution by the employer is going to be uh, in place. Nothing is going to stop on and, and future contributions by you, the employer. But you have a one-time in your life opportunity to take the money out of your IRA tax-free. All you have to do is roll it directly into an IRA. Once it's in an individual retirement account, you have the entire spectrum of IRA options and pre-retirement vehicles out there. And that's where we really walk in and say, listen, let's play defense for a while. And there's two ways we can do that. One way, for example, uh, let's say you want all your money in the stock market, but you want to be tactically managed. Well, we have a, a great platform that just went through a terrific downturn in the stock market. And our algorithms picked it up very early in February. And we went defensive and sold a lot of assets, went directly into gold ETFs, uh, various U.S. treasuries. We went basically into an extremely conservative thing at a point where we were nowhere near as down as the market went. The market went down 36% in five weeks. We went down about eight, eight and a half percent. Oh, wow. Tops. Wow. Okay. Sure. Now, the, well, the, the more difficult time, as anyone will tell you who have ever sold when the market starts to get volatile, the next decision is when do we buy back in? How okay? do you know? We bought back in the algorithm. So listen, things that turn around, they're going to be trending upwards and continue to go upwards. So we bought back in in, uh, in May, I think it was May 23rd. So again, when you're tactically managing, you are going to respond automatically and very quickly to what you perceive as a danger to the assets. On the other hand, when the things turn around, we'll get right back in. You're not going to have that done with a mutual fund. They're going to be fully invested. They're going to go all the way down and all the way back. Last time it came back pretty fast, 2001 and two. It took years and years and years before those people, you know, basically came back to get their money back the same level it was. So again, if you're close to retirement, you can't tolerate that. That's right. one avenue. If you okay. want to save your money in the stock market, all right. The other, uh, what I see an awful lot of my clients doing, especially today, uh, you have instruments out there that are very, very, you know. Uh, good for people who say, listen, the market go up, I want to win some of it. The market goes down, I don't want to take any of the losses. So you put your money in an IRA, it's pre-tax, and it stays you know, tax deferred, but the uh, money is not in the stock market. Uh, the insurance company uses an index in the market to figure out what part of that growth in a given year is yours. On the other hand, if there's a negative year, your share is zero. Well, that's a pretty sweet deal if you think about it. Yeah. You're giving up some of the gain in a good year to get insurance to the fact that if it's a bad year, your assets and previous gains are not going to be dropped. Tactical management seems like the way to go, don't you think? Hey, you can catch Richard in the Financial Safari Saturday mornings at 9 on News Radio 560 WHYN in Springfield, Massachusetts, or stream it online at the iHeartRadio app. You can learn more by visiting the website, helptoretire.com. That's helptoretire.com. You can call them at 800-662-6808 or just text PIZZA to 21000. PIZZA! One final slice for the day, and for that we turn to... America's wealth coach and best-selling author, Coach Pete Deruda, along with Chief Wealth Strategist at Capital Financial, Parker Holland. Now, Parker's got a case study that takes a 60-year-old couple, they're each 60, and takes them to and through retirement. And by the end, there's plenty of money left over for a legacy. If I had a million dollars, I'd be rich. 
you know what I like about these case studies? These are real-life examples. Now, of course, we changed the names because we don't want anyone thinking we're talking about them. <laughs> you know, it'd be nice talk. It'd be nice talk. Parker, what do we have this week? I'm going to call these Mr. and Mrs. Smith. Since we had Dr. Very, J, now I'm just going to mix it up by very genuine, Parker. Very <laughs> genuine. Very genuine. All right. Well, how old are they? So they are both 60 years old this year. Okay. And All they're right. looking at retiring in the next two years. So they're going to start pulling from their nest egg at age 62. Wow. Oh, right around the corner. Right around. Yeah. And their birthdays are a week apart. So that's a busy time. In so their that's house. a couple years from now, in other words, right? It is. Just how much a, are they starting with? They are starting with a million dollars. Okay. And There's this, our million dollar song. Right there, <laughs> yeah, that's right. And their income goal is seventy thousand a year. So at age sixty two, two years from now, taking out seventy thousand a year, and that continues to increase all the way. And he, I killed him off at age ninety. Now this seventy thousand a year you're talking about is just from their retirement money, just not not from, including social security, and everything else. But they had a they had a gap or short of seventy thousand they needed to go along with social security and anything else they've got, right? Exactly. This okay. is strictly from their retirement nest egg here of $1 million. Okay. So 70000 a year increasing over the next 28 years. They do want a spend and leave plan because they do have a legacy they're looking at giving to their favorite college and university and endowment. So we're trying to keep this million dollars intact. So at age 90, they have taken out $2.4 million from that million-dollar investment. Now, yeah, because it's, they have increasing income increasing to combat income. inflation. So the first year it starts at 70000 and after that goes up every year. It does. Okay. And at age 90, that 70000 was paying them roughly 94000 a year. Hmm. Okay, so they went from seventy to ninety four over that period of time. They've taken out to about $2.4 million then over the course of uh, that uh, that 28 years. They have. Yep. And they still have just over $1.5 million left in the account. To pass wow. on. To pass on to that endowment fund. Now, this is what confuses folks, because I know people have talked to me and said, well, Parker was talking about his case study, and he, quote, unquote, killed the people off at 90. What would happen if they would have lived to 110? It would have kept going. We did. We ran the plan actually through age 121 like you make us do. We planned one, well, we planned, planned to 121. Exactly. And the beauty of this is if you're going to be, if you're going to be 122, it keeps going. It's like it the does, Energizer yeah. Bunny. But yeah. I've never seen anybody to 121. <laughs> but we want to make sure that exactly. you, your plan outlives you, basically, is what it is. Exactly. Okay. And happy couple. Now, we did not include Social Security or pension, but that million dollars not only hit that donut hole that you like to call it, but it made sure that their standard of living stayed the same to and through retirement. Yeah, well, that's a, that's a really good plan. And that and there's no risk. Is there any risk of the market in this? There was no market risk okay. on this account at all. So a tidal wave couldn't come in and wipe out their retirement? No, not at okay. all. They would not see that fluctuation. Now, another question we get a lot of times is what about the long-term care element? What if they need extra money, more than that 70, more of that increasing income they get every year to pay for long-term care? Would, would this plan have that in there it did have that in there we built this in in that bucket you like to earmark us for health care planning so yep. we it was not a use it or lose it long-term care plan like most it's good to know that if they did live into their hundreds there would still be money left over if that's the kind of plan you'd like reach out to coach pete and parker for your very own financial safari is heard around the country each week it originates on 1061 fm talk in raleigh north carolina to reach Coach Pete and the team at Capital Financial, call them 800-662-6808, or you can text PIZZA to 21000. You can visit PeteOnDemand.com for a lot more information, and you can visit CapitalFinancialUSA.com to learn more about how they can help you. So there you have it, Episode 71 of Financial Pizza, cooked to perfection, boxed and ready for a no-contact delivery. If you'd like Financial Pizza to be delivered to you each and every week, well, just subscribe. It'll be in your podcast collection automatically. You can find it on Apple Podcasts, the iHeartRadio app, 
or wherever you download your podcasts. And as long as you're subscribing, be sure and rate and share the podcast too. There's plenty of pizza to go around. Financial Pizza featuring clips and more from some of the very best financial radio programs heard around the country each and every week, all brought to you hot, fresh, and in 30 minutes or less. Remember, reach the advisors by calling 800-662-6808 or text PIZZA to 21000. You can reach me, Steve, at FinancialPizza.com or find me on Twitter at Steve Siddall. Hey, thanks for listening, everybody. I'm Steve Siddall. We'll see you next time on Financial Pizza. Pizza! Coach P Radio. Information provided is for illustrative purposes only and does not constitute investment, tax, or legal advice. Information has been obtained from sources that are deemed to be reliable, but their accuracy and completeness cannot be guaranteed. Neither Peter J. Deruta or his guests are liable for the usage of information discussed. Always consult with a qualified investment, legal, or tax professional before taking any action. Annuity guarantees are based solely on the financial strength and claims-paying ability of the issuing company. Individuals should thoroughly review the contract for specific details of the product features and costs. Income payments and withdrawals from deferred annuities are generally taxable as ordinary income in the year they are taken. Money management is provided by Equus Capital Management. Equus is an SEC-registered investment advisor located in San Rafael, California. Investment advice by Capital Financial Advisory Group, LLC, a North Carolina-registered investment advisor. Insurance advice given by Capital Financial and Insurance, a North Carolina-licensed insurance agency.